Welcome. You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and head of mindfulness for Shoreline Meditation App. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. If these meditations support you and your practice, please consider donating to the show to support its continued growth, new offerings, and its ever-expanding team. You can find the link in today's show notes or simply visit merylarnett.com and click on podcast. All right, y'all, let's practice. Well, hello there, my friends. I have some very happy, exciting news to share with you. I am recording this in September 2021, and this month is my five-year anniversary of podcasting. I cannot believe I have been writing, creating, and sharing meditations every week for five years. It feels like not even a minute has gone by, and suddenly there are 40,000 of you that listen each month. 40,000 of you listen each month to these meditations. Thank you. You have no idea how much I love showing up for you each week, how much I love pouring energy and ideas into these talks and practices. I love the emails I get from you. Thank you for being part of this community. So I am planning to celebrate all month. And the way that I'm celebrating is I'm going to share with you some big goals, some goals that I have for this podcast, because the truth is the reason that I'm here is to teach as many people on this planet as possible how to access their own inner wisdom, how to do these practices for yourself anytime you need it. Because I really believe that we can all meditate, that we can all have our own deep experiences and find this wisdom for ourselves. So there are two ways that you can help me achieve this goal of teaching as many people as possible. The first one is a big ask. I'm gonna ask you to consider becoming a monthly donor to this show. You can donate even 50 cents an episode, y'all. 50 cents, that's only $4 a month. And it will make a huge difference in the amount of resources I can invest in this show's creation, production, and growth. Everyone who becomes a monthly donor this month will receive some awesome Mindful Minute swag. I ordered some super cute things to send to you guys. I will send it in the mail. Every single person who becomes a monthly donor this month, my goal is 100 of you. That's it. A hundred of you become monthly donors this month. You can see all the goodies you'll get and you can donate directly on my website, merylarnett.com. Or you can share something you love about this podcast on social media to help others find this show. You can share it with the name The Mindful Minute Podcast and tag me at Meryl Arnett or send me a screenshot, a direct message just to let me know. And you will be entered to win some awesome prizes from me and my sponsors. I'm so 
happy to share this with you. And I really appreciate any and all of you that would be willing to help me celebrate in this way. One of the awesome gifts you can win is from Mindful and Modern. Y'all, I love this company so much, and I know I say that a lot, but it's true. I try to only work with companies that really are mindful, that really care about how they do business, how they move through the world, and this is one such company. They immediately jumped on board and offered to support these goals of growth I have, and they're giving away one full meditation set to a winner. If you've been wanting a beautiful, comfortable meditation seat at home, now is your chance. I love the meditation seat I have from Mindful and Modern. I know you will too. You can see more via the link in the show notes or on my Instagram account. I'll be drawing a winner from everybody who shares on social media at the end of September. Go forth, celebrate with me, share. Thank you. And now as we jump into this month's series on divisiveness, let's make sure that these practices reach as many people as possible. Well, happy September. I have unbelievably missed getting to talk to you guys. If we were in classes, because we had Sean Moore guest teaching, and if you're listening to the podcast, it was a replay of the Emotional Resiliency Series. So I'm, I'm really happy to be back and talking live. And I'm really happy to talk about this particular topic of divisiveness and living in it, what feels like an incredibly divided time. And it's something that I have been exploring in my own practice and journaling and life for at least the last several months, I I sort of feel like it's been percolating for the last couple of years, but it's really kind of come to the forefront of consciousness for me the last couple of months. And interestingly, as I'm talking to you guys tonight, you know, the sun is setting on Monday, September 6th, which is Labor Day, but it is also the beginning of Rosh Hashanah if you're Jewish, which is the Jewish New Year. And In the Jewish New Year, one of the things that we do is call in sweetness for the year ahead. And so I'm really happy just to tie those two things together and offer this series as my own version of maybe calling in a little bit of sweetness for us. Yeah. Okay. So as some of you have heard me say recently, I have been in this really interesting place of finding myself not just once, but multiple times in the last couple weeks even, of being in a conversation with somebody that I know and respect and trust and enjoy their company and all of the good positive things, only to discover that we hold polar opposite views on some fundamental issue, right? And these conversations have existed around masking and vaccination lately. They have um, centered around like what I believe is basic human rights and belonging and gender. I mean, just like you name it. And I have continued to have this really interesting reaction, which is, As this conversation is unfolding and I'm realizing, 
oh my God, we don't feel the same way about this topic. And I sort of assumed that we did. I can feel an intense emotional reaction happening in my body, like from the very base of my torso rising up this wave of super strong emotion that is something like fear, anger, rage, craziness that feels hot and fiery and agitated and sort of like, do I say how much I disagree with you and how wrong I think you are? Do I run away and cry? Like, there's a lot of emotion happening in this one split second that I'm in this conversation. And right in that same second, there's a little piece of my mind that's going, this is so interesting. Like, as I'm hearing you talk, I'm hearing you say things that I say, but about the other side of the issue. You're saying things about worrying about your children's safety. You're saying things about your love for people or the earth or whatever. You're saying the same thing I am. The fundamental belief is the same. But the idea around how to get to that belief is polar opposite. And there's something in that that I think I, we're going to pay attention to in this series. Because what I continue to notice is the gut reaction is like, I, I can't be here for this. I feel so threatened, unsafe, angry, unstable emotionally from the last however many months we have been consciously living in multiple pandemics, that I can't be here for it. I want to like throw up the fortress walls. And if you don't sit in my little belief circle, then you got to go, right? And also, I feel like our world is falling apart because that's what we're doing. Every, you know, I'm, I am very limited in my media intake for my own personal nervous system balance. I'm very limited. I turn on NPR like three times a week to make sure I'm not missing something massive. That's it. I don't get alerts on my phone. I rarely get on Facebook. Like I'm pretty careful. And even then, when I turn on the news source that I like the most personally, all I hear is one side, other side, one side, other side, one side, other side, this belief, that belief, this belief, that belief. It's always talking about the play of opposites. And our natural inclination is like, we got to pick the side and fight to the death for that side because it's right. Within a meditation practice, there's a really interesting teaching that is called the middle way. And the middle way is the teaching or the belief that between aversion and attachment is where peace lies. Between aversion and attachment is where peace lies. Aversion is intense dislike, disagreement, discomfort. I cannot be with this. I disagree with it so much. And attachment 
is intense agreement, perceived truth, rightness, correctness. This is my side. And the teaching of the middle way says essentially, when we practice, we come into the present moment. And what we discover here is that all opposites exist at once. What we discover is paradox. And it's in that that we're asked to find freedom. It's not in some future moment. It's not in some different reality. It's not in some past moment. It's in this moment where all opposites exist. And so we think about this almost utopian belief of finding a place where we can coexist, of landing in a place where we actually believe the words that are taught around interconnectedness or oneness. And I think what's asked of us is first and foremost, the courage to look under the mundaneness or the overuse of those phrases and beliefs and teachings. Because we hear things like interconnectedness or oneness or interdependence, and they sound lovely, but like turn on the news. That's not happening. We're not seeing that or feeling that in our lives. So what's asked of us is, can you be brave enough to stop a little longer and look underneath? Because here's the truth, right? The truth, as we know it through science, is we actually do have just one common ancestor if you go far enough back. And if you go even further back than just humanity as a whole, as some version of human, if you go even further back, that common ancestor, as poetic and beautiful and yet real as it is, is the stars themselves. Right? You've heard me say this before. Carl Sagan said it. We're made of star stuff. That's beautiful. It's also true. Right? And you can Google this if you would like. I Googled it. I looked it up multiple times. It's not fictitious that we share a quarter of our genes with the trees. Actually, some versions I found said 50% of our genes are the same as what's in trees. Between people, between all of you that I'm seeing right now and all of you that I'm talking to that I can't see your faces, between people, all of us, our genetic material is 99.9% the same. And I'm not disregarding the differences, right? I'm not disregarding the individuality. And yet, 99.9% the same? okay, there has to be some way amidst all the paradox, amidst all the opposite, to say there is a path forward. And it doesn't mean I have to jump on the other side. And it doesn't mean I have to fight for anything in particular, one belief or the other. We're going to look at three 
sort of foundational elements that I personally have been looking at in my own practice as I've been facing these conversations and beliefs and questions. And the first one is courage. Courage. And the definition of courage I love the most is from Brene Brown, right? The very original, if you go back to the roots of the word, courage is to tell your whole story with your heart. Tell your whole story with your heart. Show up with your heart first. And I think what this moment and this practice is asking of us as we try to find a middle way is a courage to trust the world. And I'm just going to say, like, I not only can feel, I can almost hear all the buts, right? I can, I can, I know that we can argue this till we're blue in the face, but I'm just going to keep talking on this path and you take what you want and you can leave the rest, right? Because I know there's arguments. Can we have courage to trust the world? And here's what I mean by that. You know, when you were a kid and you learned how to swim and you're like in the pool and you take the floaties off and you immediately go under the water and you're like floundering around, how on earth am I going to stay above the water? How am I going to keep my head up? And then somehow, some way through lessons or luck or practice or whatever, one day we're floating on our back and we stop floundering around and we realize that the water holds us up when we don't fight it. And what I'm inviting for us is the courage to believe that although it doesn't feel that way, that also happens with the path of the world. So that although there are vast problems, although there is absolutely issues that need not only to be paid attention to, but to be addressed and action to be done, also in this moment, there is nothing for you to fix. Can both of those things be true at once? In this moment, there is nothing for you to fix. One of the ways I understand that sentence is to say that I, Meryl, as an individual human being, am not here to fix every crisis that happens on this earth. I cannot do that by myself, and neither can any of you. That does not mean I don't care. That does not mean I do not choose to act when I feel called to act. But it does mean that on a regular, consistent basis, I remind myself to let go of some of the pressure around it rather than continually look at the faces of Afghani children that I wish I could adopt in this very moment and help in any way that I possibly could, rather than do that over and over and over again, minute after minute during the day. I acknowledge what I feel about that. And I remind myself that there is nothing for me to fix in this moment. And so our first piece of practice comes with the courage to show up in the present moment 
and let it be exactly as it is. And when we first do this, it's for real uncomfortable because we do not like paradox. We don't like tension. We want the resolution. The story comes to an end and it's beautiful and uplifting. The poem has a last stanza. The song has a last chord. There's a period at the end of the sentence. But it's not that way in this moment. We're in the middle. So how do we rest in the middle? I think the first step is to be brave enough to acknowledge that we're in the middle. So we're going to practice with this. Okay. So take a minute to find a seat. You can let your hands rest onto your lap. If it feels okay for you, you can let your eyes close. And if you're feeling unsettled, uncomfortable, or unsafe in any way, then you can just take a soft gaze down towards the ground. And as you find a seat that for you feels steady and comfortable, We'll begin with the breath. A deep inhale in through the nose. Open up your mouth, release a sigh. And we'll do this again, inhaling deeply. Exhaling out a sigh. And then letting go of your breath. Allowing yourself to breathe comfortably and naturally. And calling yourself into this very moment. In this very practice. Silently saying to yourself, Now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And as you feel the truth of that statement settling in, notice if there's a way for you to sit a little bit more. From the inside of your body out, letting go. Feeling the full weight of your body settle into the cushions or chair beneath you. Tracing up a long, tall line through your spine. Allowing the crown of the head to reach up and back just a touch. And the muscles through the face soften. And the forehead smooths and broadens. 
Letting go of the skin around the eyes. Feeling your eyes soften just a little bit. And as you breathe, perhaps you notice if you can let go along your jawline. the inside of the cheeks or the tongue. And you imagine your breath moving out across your collarbones. Inviting your shoulders to drop back and down. Allowing your chest to rise and fall as you breathe. And maybe you can just imagine a sense of melting or letting go through the center of your chest. Remember the tendency in our day is to Slam the castle gates closed. And so it's here with our breath and our stillness that we start to open those gates back up. Allowing the muscles through the chest to melt just a little bit. And gradually, the muscles in the belly just let go a little bit. Inviting the whole body to feel soft and open. And as you feel ready, I'm going to invite you to bring all of your awareness to the center of the chest. Right behind the sternum. And it's here in the center of the chest that we find the home of the heart. Not the anatomical heart, but the spiritual heart. And as we sit and we breathe, can you feel as if you are breathing in and out of the center of the chest?
Every inhale moving in through the center of the chest. And every exhale moving right back out through the center of the chest. And you could imagine that around this central point, there's a vast lake. And around the edges of this lake is all the opposites of the moment. all the opposites at play. Creating big and little ripples, waves. And all around you and all through you, you might even feel those waves. As emotions, as feelings or thoughts. When we keep breathing in and out of the center of the chest. And we notice right here at center, there's a still point. A still point where waves don't reach. All opposites are here. And the still point within us is here as well. And we'll sit here about seven more minutes. Breathing in and out of the center of the chest. Acknowledging everything that rises up as another wave. Simply coming back to feel that still point with your next breath.
these last few minutes. Just notice if you're fighting for the ending you want. And instead, can you breathe in and out through the center of the chest? And let yourself relax right here in the middle. Feeling one more breath as it moves through you. And as you feel your breath deepen here, you just remember that all opposites may be here. And there is also a still point in the center of all that tension. When you're ready, let's take one deep breath together, pulling an inhale in, exhaling out a sigh, wiggling fingers, wiggling toes, reminding yourself of your edges. When you're ready, let's draw our palms together in front of the heart like a prayer. Take a minute just to rub your palms together, generating heat and friction between your palms, feeling that sense of aliveness. And then when they're nice and warm, you'll stack one and then the other right on top that center point of your chest, right on top the heart. Feeling that sense of pressure, warmth. Reminding you of the place we're looking to tap into. Whenever you feel ready, your hands can fall away. You can blink your eyes open. Releasing your practice. 
Thank you guys. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, please consider leaving me a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps others to find this show. To learn more about my live classes, virtual meditation retreats, my meditation app Shoreline, or to make a donation to the show, please visit MerylArnett.com. Thanks again. I'll see you next week.